Kirsten Haas, Director of Membership Services for the Greater Reading Chamber Alliance. And today I'm joined by Kendra Cook, who is curator at the Boyertown Museum of Historic Vehicles. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So why don't we start out, why don't you tell us a little bit about the museum, its mission, um, what you have there, um, besides just saying historic vehicles. <laughs> okay, so the, the Boyertown Museum's mission really is to collect, preserve, and then educate about uh, road vehicles that were built here in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. In our great state of PA. So, and uh, we just, by default, sort of have a lot from Berks County. So okay. a lot of it is super local. So it, it's neat because it's, uh, it's a car and a carriage and a truck museum, and it's also wrapped in with a uh, local history museum. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. But all the vehicles are made here in Pennsylvania. Almost all. We have a few exceptions. You know, for example, we have um, uh, an early electric car from the 1920s, oh, wow. uh, which is not Pennsylvania built. They built them in Pennsylvania. We just okay. haven't got an example, but we have an example of it to, to show people to oh, that's see. You know, So if there's a, a particularly um, historically significant piece that we just can't get a PA example for, we will try to have something there to, okay. to, to show. But for the most part, 95% of the vehicles are Pennsylvania. So how, how does the museum get vehicles? Uh, most of them have been donated to us. We do take some things on loan as well. Uh, but most pieces have been donated. In particular, um, a lot have been donated to us by our founders. Okay. Uh, our founders were Paul and Ermini Hafer. They were uh, a married couple, and Paul uh, was at one point the president of the Boyertown Auto Body Works. Okay. And um, we are in that factory building. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he really kind of had this vision of collecting and saving these pieces of Berks County history in southeastern PA. That's really where he was concerned. Okay. Um, so he went out and got a lot of this stuff, and he would just turn around and donate it. Uh, oh, wow. to the museum. So since he passed away um, in 2004, we have expanded the mission to be all of Pennsylvania. Okay, that's pretty cool. So <clears throat> in, in getting vehicles for the museum, like do you guys have like a list of vehicles you'd like to have that you don't have? And yeah, you know, so yeah. if, do you have like a place where you could, where you put out like, hey, we need this and people can just go and say, oh, I have one of those sitting in a barn in my yard. Uh, we haven't really like, I guess, publicize that okay. list too much. Um, there's definitely things that are sort of especially on our radar and um, we have people that you know are, are car people or whatever right. and they kind of have that in our in mind for us. Okay. Um, but it's a long list. There was a lot of stuff built in Pennsylvania. It's really pretty astounding. Well, I was gonna say I had no mm -hmm. I had no idea yeah, that even had a car history like that. Even right here in Reading is pretty extensive. Wow. It's just as uh, long a list of manufacturers here in Reading as Philly okay. or Pittsburgh. It, okay. it was really quite a center of innovation right so, here. So as curator, what is your role at the museum? Um, so for the most part, I, I deal with um, exhibits, um, you know, kind of trying to <laughs> take this mountain of information we have <laughs> about a vehicle and putting it into a sign that someone okay. would actually reasonably read. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know we do um, we have a newsletter for our members which has historic um, based articles in it. Do a lot of that research. Um, if if someone comes to us with a, a donation, um, I have to I research it to make okay. sure it really would fit in our collection. Gotcha. If we can kind of see its history and how it would fit. Um, but because we are such a 
small museum, you know, staff wise, we all have many hats we that we wear. So okay. I dabble in some other things too. Okay. <laughs> Roughly how many vehicles do you have in the museum currently? Um, on display, we have about 90 vehicles. Okay. And we probably have that many, if not more, and more actually, I would say right now, more in storage even wow. that will come out here and there. Okay, so um, you guys, do you have certain vehicles that are kind of on permanent display and you rotate out Yeah, others? there's definitely some that just don't leave the display gotcha. because they are pretty significant. Um, but there's others that we try to switch out more and, and more. Okay. And then we have temporary exhibits um, which don't necessarily have to tie into the Pennsylvania mission. Sometimes they do and sometimes they okay. don't. Um, it's a chance to do something different. Uh, for instance, we're just wrapping up a members car show. So oh, okay. we had our museum members submit their nice. vehicles for, for display. Okay. And of course that got us things totally different than what we have <laughs> normally. So well, that's nice. So the museum is over 50 years old. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's probably one of the biggest challenges that uh, the museum's encountered over its history? Um, I think probably just our visibility and um, letting people know that we're there. Um, we, I mentioned our founders, you know, when we started in 1965, um, it was kind of wrapped up in the Body Works a lot because okay. the Body Works was still operating. So there's still this, it, it's dissipated a lot now, right. I've noticed. But there, in, when I first started, there was still this idea, well, that's a private collection, isn't it? Because, okay. it, but it's not. It, it, it is public, it's a nonprofit where, we're open seven days a week, um, so there's some of that. And okay. then, of course, when the Body Works went under in 1991, oh, the museum must be under too. Uh, no, okay. we're not. You know, we're separate. <laughs> and so I think a lot of that visibility, um, and we are in an old factory, so, you know, it looks like an old factory building right. sometimes. So we're trying to improve our curb appeal, so to speak, too, okay. um, to, to let us know, yes, we're here, and we're doing stuff, and we're vibrant, and come visit. <laughs> it's pretty cool that to have a museum in the body works. It's really neat. It's really neat because we have... It's like history within history. It is because we have some of those trucks that were built okay. there. So you can walk right where that truck was built, which is cool. How many places can you, can you do can that? Can you tell us when was the heyday of Berks County Auto Building? Uh, pretty much, I would say, up until maybe the 20s. Okay. Um, you know, World War One did take out a couple of companies too. Um, it's interesting, you know, we think of cars, you know, American-made cars today, we think of like three right. manufacturers. There were over 2,000 Wow! In, in the United States. And it was a really, we say it's an easy business to get into. Right. It was hard to stay. stay in. Um, the competition was really tough. Um, but a lot of the era that we have, it's so experimental, you know, because okay. they didn't have the industry standards. They didn't have... Emissions, safety, um, so they did some wild stuff, but okay. it's neat, it's neat. And did they, the era of, of kind of the assembly line put some of these car makers out of business as well? Oh yeah, Henry Ford put a lot of people out of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he just, he really perfected that assembly line. Right. And a lot of the things, you know, here in, in Reading, for instance, if you look at a, um, some of the factory photos of here in Reading compared to the Model T, there's no way right. they're going to keep up. They're just not going to keep up with the volume and therefore get the, the cost down right. like he could. So, right. yeah, he put a lot of people out of business. Well, no, early, earlier you mentioned um, the first electric car, one of the electric mm -hmm. cars that was made. Mm -hmm. um, 
so I read in the website that y'all now have charging stations for lots do, of cars yeah. at the museum. Yep. So why, what prompted the museum to install charging stations? Um, the history of electrics has always been something we've talked about a lot in our okay. museum. Um, we have those early electrics. The Body Works um, had an electric truck division in the 70s wow. and 80s. Yeah, so, you know, and it, it was one of those things like it was too ahead of its time, but then it was hampered by thing, the technology right. too at the time. I think it probably have, would have done a lot better now. Um, so there was always that interest there with our museum and, okay. and the plant. Um, and, you know, I think we just kind of see the way this is going. It's, there's going to be more and more of these electric cars. And uh, we applied and we were accepted okay. and we've got six charging stations now. I think that's really cool yeah, to have that, cool. That, that advancement in technology, but yet it's kind of a nod to the past. That yes. This is not really new it's kind of new all over again yes when we cool. uh, when we had the ribbon cutting we said you know you can part you can charge your new car and then come visit its grandfather ah. in the museum <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent well thank you so much for your time today I, I learned a lot about them uh, yeah, I mean cool. not just about the museum but kind of about what you have in that collection yeah. and I had like I said I had no idea Pennsylvania was uh, at one point kind of a car mecca if you will it really was there was That's a lot awesome. going on here so. Well, excellent. Well, I'll be sure to stop by and visit oh, the museum. We'd love to have so. you. Thanks again for coming out today. Thank we you. It. Thanks.